0: Philip Llanos, CEO, Own the Rhythm, and former podcast host for Entrepreneur and Inc. Magazine. Welcome to The War Room. It's a pleasure to have you here, Chase. How are you doing?
1: Great. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, we're getting off to a great start, and uh, we're covering all kinds of things, I think, in this conversation because the work you do sort of encompasses pretty much... All of operations in business, because at the end of the day, you need to know the numbers at hand, right? You need to know what's really going on every quarter, et cetera. So, before we get into the nuts and bolts of that, our favorite question to ask everyone is Do you yourself come from a family of entrepreneurs, professionals, things of that nature? Uh,
1: Myself, no. Uh, I'm the first one to graduate college in my family, Um, you know, first one to have their own business um i was just like you know a unique child and loved money from the very early start uh, my parents didn't know how to how to deal with me really uh you know they were just lower middle class uh individuals working full-time jobs and you know i was the only child and uh you know just always figuring out like business st- savvy stuff uh like having a little candy store like when i was eight you know out in the front yard and uh, you know, just all kinds of different things like that. So they were always like, we don't, we don't know what to do with him, but you know, uh, figured out my own journey, uh, you know, and studied accounting cause I wanted to understand financials and took it from there. No,
0: well, that makes sense, man. Uh, it seems that you always had a knack for going against the grain, whatever that was. Uh, and it's clear that it informed your decisions to look at the world financially, uh, and, you know. Who could blame you? You know, anyone, I myself have the main interest in business because of that, right? It's all about where your origin starts and why you're motivated to do what you do. At what point though, in your education and looking at that, did you decide? Cause you could have gone and worked for somebody else, right? but you didn't. And obviously there's traces in your history of having candy shops and you know selling lemonade stand, the proverbial lemonade stand. So at what point did you, was it always, just, I'm going to go into business for myself, even after I get the education, or did you try working for others at some point and then say, this is definitely not for me?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I did have jobs out of college. Um, you know, I, in college, you know, obviously I studied accounting and, and management, but um, you know, I, I always did taxes on the side for people and, and basically self taught myself taxes in the beginning. Um, and, but I was always involved in like entrepreneurial, uh, you know, I think it's collegiate entrepreneurs organization in college. Uh, like I was national, like CEO member of the year, you know, back in my college days. And but I always loved entrepreneurship. I've always loved hearing stories, you know, and just hearing about business in general. Um, and, uh, and then I went on to work in corporate accounting and held a number of different jobs. Uh, and you know, many years later, I had an opportunity to just kind of start my own firm and uh, jumped into it in 2011. And uh, you know, I think it was helpful having that experience uh, from college to starting my own firm because it gave me a perspective of not only how to manage people, um, but how to communicate and uh, understand um, business owners a little bit more intently. And, and so I recognized that there was a a need in the marketplace for, uh, connecting small business owner financial services where there's a bookkeeper historically, and there's a tax person. And those two were never really connected, um, early on. And, uh, so I felt like doing that from the beginning was, was the right fit. And so we attacked that small biz market and that's currently our bread and butter today is what we serve too. But, um, you know, we've continued to grow and evolve and, you know, become even more tech savvy every year and more efficient and uh, turn that into more like advising and wealth building and tax planning these days.
0: I mean, it's important. That's a relationship that's going to last uh ideally the nobody wants to go out and get a new one right so you hope that the one that you chose first is uh is the right choice i mean you saw i don't know if you saw recently uh i'm not always on to this kind of news but it was hard to ignore i think tyler perry had a an accountant who uh didn't file taxes in a way that like the government owed him like nine million dollars in return and he, he obviously i think he got he got a second opinion and that's how he found out and uh it's crazy what having the wrong person on your team or the wrong partnership can do for a business and the opportunities that are missed. Uh, do you, do you have any, any horror stories of people who came to you after having a bad experience, uh, with someone?
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, our, my whole conversation is, you know, usually if you have a CPA, you know, what are you looking for going forward? Why are you looking to change? And, um, you know, it runs the gamut, uh, you know, not going to call anybody out, but, uh, you know, we've seen, uh, from most recently somebody that was licensed and, uh, had horrible, horrible tax returns prepared, um, that we've cleaned up for them. Um, you know, and some people just aren't progressive enough and, uh, you know, just conversation right before this call where the client working with, uh, you know, another CPA and for many years, but, you know, they don't, they're not really advising them on how to save money. They're just kind of going through the motions of, you know, getting a transactional tax return done, and not really helping them set up formations and different structures so they can save taxes. Which you know, walk help walk them through. But it depends on depends on the person, depends on the story. Uh, but uh, you know, there's always somebody almost every week that uh, comes to us with uh, some type of issue where we can certainly help add value to them.
0: Yeah, I can only imagine. I mean, Jason, you you run a hand two handfuls of companies, right? And I'm sure you have your own experiences in this regard.
2: Right, <laughs> I, I have some horror stories, no doubt, <laughs> behind putting all that together. There's 13 total, so creating all that structure to make all that work. Um, so was. I mean, then it was a nightmare, and I did it all wrong, and screwed it all up, and thought I knew what the hell I was doing. It was like, nope, really didn't. Um, but but that's how you learn. You learn from from lessons learned, right? But man, I got a burning question for you, and I never ever asked. This questions. is true. This is true. Ever 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 ask questions because I get nailed on LinkedIn at least 30 times a day about ERC. (laughs) Um, Oh my God, it's insane. So would you be so kind to our audience to just in 30 seconds, what are the qualification things that a company has to have to be qualified for ERC or TC? Oh
0: yeah, the employee retention tax. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah,
1: Yeah, ERTC, um, I mean, you hit me with this question. I don't don't know at the top because uh, one of my team members manages it uh, daily for me. But um, if I remember correctly, you had to have 25% reduction in uh, revenues. And that's like the first qualifier, which, and there's a lot of different people out there marketing this because it's like mm-hmm. quick cash for them to prepare it. And so they're telling everybody, you qualify, you qualify. But the first qualifier is, was your were your revenues reduced 25% during the period? Of qualification and usually most people d- didn't uh you know they made more money in the pandemic um so that's what i'd be looking at
0: yeah no yeah. That, yeah, yeah. that's that's so valid i
2: i couldn't pass that opportunity up because i i get it's insane the amount of emails and i mean we just get pounded with that stuff and, yeah,
1: uh, I think, I mean, I think there must be a lot of people like, you know, marketing these services uh, lately, because even our yeah. clients we've had for years, you know, where they're emailing me like, hey, I keep getting hit up by this person, like, do I qualify? I'm like, we analyzed this for you like two years ago. No, you don't. <laughs> you <know? laughs> like we would have filed it already, you know, like so yeah. uh, and gotten your credit back. But it must be blasting people all the time. I don't. I don't yeah, know. It,
2: it seems to me, and maybe you know, that there's a lot of a lot of scammers around that whole thing. Um, you've probably heard some of the war stories about it in your industry, but it seems to me that for the volume of this crap that's going out, some of this stuff can't be legit.
1: Yeah, I mean, and working with a legit firm is is the first step yeah. too, because uh, you know a lot of them, especially with the PPP loans, as you're seeing on American Greed recently, you know they're they're filing false PPP loans, is the same, uh, and you know for these companies, you know at the end of the day, I mean, it's who's signing the return and the amended return 941, who's in trouble, which is the business owner, not not the third party that you wow. pay the commission to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they might come after them, but it's still the taxpayer that's responsible.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. So, that sucks. <laughs> Talk about limited <laughs> liability, right? Wow.
1: That's yeah, crazy. Which, you know, which is why I try to, we try to educate the market on license versus unlicensed and why CPAs are important. Um, you know, and, and kind of letting them know, like, from a license perspective, you know, we have to hold ourselves out there as, as uh, you know, somebody that we're protecting our professional liability from. You know, we have a state board we that is looking down upon us. It's CPA Society, American Institute CPAs, um, State Society CPAs. You know, we, we have processes in black and white we have to follow for professional insurance. So I'm not going to risk my professional liability, my whole livelihood to file a couple false returns for somebody. That's just not, you know, what I'm ever going to do. So if they're unlicensed, there's nobody really watching them. You know, I mean, maybe they get caught, maybe they don't, you know, maybe their money's already offshore and they can go live somewhere else. If they get caught, nobody, nobody's watching over them. Nobody's a professional liability, making sure they do things correctly. So, you know, getting the right person from the start, making sure they're professionally licensed, uh, when you're filing those type of things and and signing off to the government that uh, you you can claim these credits or claim these tax deductions
2: uh, is extremely important in my opinion. And there is the lesson right there for the people that are listening that are the small mom and pop shops that don't necessarily know any better go to a damn CPA. Don't get sucked into some of these scams that are going around and go to a professional CPA like right here and get the right advice that you need for sure. There you go. I just plugged you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's, it's a fact. It's a fact True, though.
2: <laughs> this is like,
0: this is the new MLM, except targeting small business <laughs> right. owners in particular. And uh, it, it really sucks because they're the last ones that need more problems. <laughs> and, right. Small businesses have enough on their plate as it is. Uh, the-
1: yeah, what's what's scary is, you know, you read that language uh, in the PPP and the RTC. It's a federal felony when you sign your name to that document uh, to falsify it. So, you know, these people eventually, uh, when IRS hires all these auditors uh, and trains them and, and figures it all out, uh, you know, I, I foresee us uh, having a lot of these cases uh, and a lot of federal felonies come about.
0: Yeah, man. It's uh, it's crazy how many people are, are desperate to get something they didn't even know was going to come their way anyways, instead of just focusing on building their business, working with a solid CPA to help them set up the structures necessary for long-term success. Everybody wants a quick win, but if there's anything you, anyone in business has been in there long enough knows, uh, there's no quick wins. There's either steady growth and uh, hard work or nothing and you're playing yourself and uh i think i don't think it gets any more sobering than being able to hear it straight from someone who looks at business plans business earnings and business failings every day like you and your team do
1: yeah i like to joke i'm an overnight success you know 11 years later uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Right?
0: yeah. no yeah. man so so if you had a bottom line like this is my bottom line advice if you're going to work with me uh, and my team, and what we do, and how we how we operate. This is the bottom line. When knowing that you can work with any other CPA, that's fine. But the way we do it here, this is the most important thing to know about working with us. What is that?
1: Yeah, at Sony CPA, I mean, you know, we're always focused on looking forward to twelve thirty one, being proactive with our clients. Um, you know, advising, coaching, um, training. You know, kind of building wealth and. And that's what we're looking forward to uh, with our clients and, and helping them. Uh, you know, historically, you know, again, the accountant and the and the tax person, you know, they submit their information to the tax person in March or April, and they're looking back historically. They can't help them. Um, so that's really what we do with our clients on a monthly basis: uh, customized dashboard. Um, you know, have in-house controller, you know, fractional CFO work. Um, it's not just about the transactional. I mean, anybody can do QuickBooks, um, but the data has to be right. And then we're advising and tax planning on the um, the data that we're keeping track of. And that's the reason, you know, we usually require doing uh, QuickBooks online and, and helping with the daily accounting piece of it, whether our clients data enter or we do it for them, you still have to have that correct data um, monthly, quarterly, semi-annually to tax plan with them properly.
2: And here, and here, I thought you were going to say, "I'm billing you for this conversation." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know,
1: at the end of the day, we you know we're also a Dave Ramsey ELP. I mean, you know, philosophically, I mean, we just like to help people. You know, um, you know, if you're looking for a CPA, whether it's us or somebody else, you know, obviously it's a it's a relationship fit, number one, but two. You know, we're looking for people that are are wanting uh, wanting to listen to our advice, wanting to be uh, proactive, wanting to be tech efficient, um, and and wanting to grow with us. Um, we're happy to work with those people. But you know, if you're kind of stuck in your own ways, and you know, you're on desktop, and you know, you want to do your taxes this way, I, I can't help you. But those are the clients we look for, is um, and who we love working with is proactive um forward-looking
0: people. Yeah, man, I love that you said that. It's uh if there's one thing we do when we get into business, right? It's like it's too hard as it is in business to do business with people we don't like. You know, and one of the first things you got to do is like, hey, there's a no asshole policy, right? <laughs> On either end of the table. Uh <laughs> that's rule number 1 cuz we're going to have some hard conversations. I imagine People aren't even when they know that you're about to help them. I'm sure they're still nervous or withholding numbers or info. You're like, you know, if you need me to do my job right and my team to do our job right, you're gonna need to be honest about it. I, I hear this all the time with CPAs. Is it is it accurate?
1: Oh, yeah, it's 100 percent accurate. Uh, you know, usually the initial conversation <laughs> is not the whole story. So uh, you know, that's why we do like a project phase to get started and figure out what's there and. Sometimes it's mostly accurate. Sometimes it's all accurate. Most of the time we're missing stuff. Uh, You know, good examples, you know, this one client we had were like 20 bank accounts. I think she ended up with over like 120 bank accounts, you know, after we got through the project phase, you know, like like, that's, you know, you start (laughs) from somewhere and get to somewhere.
0: Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's a big difference. Big difference in paperwork.
1: You know, it kind of goes back to being licensed, unlicensed, too, because, you know, we, uh, you know, obviously clients are hesitant to give their information uh, to somebody they don't know. Um, And, uh, you know, I think that's a big part of um, trusting a licensed individual just as much as you trust an attorney or a doctor. Um, the same should be trusted in a CPA level because again, we're um, following board rules and procedures, you know we're required to, um, you know we don't sign NDAs because we're required to keep information private without a warrant from the police department to give it up um, just as an attorney attorney client privileges. So uh, you know, when people come to us or come to any CPA, that's licensed, you know, if you're not sure, first check the state board, you know, you can Google Texas uh, State Board of Public Accountancy or whatever state you're in and go search for their license um, and just verify that they're licensed, number one, they're not faking it. Um, And then know, you know, if they are licensed in one state, as a CPA, we can operate in all 50 states. Uh, um, We don't have to be licensed in each individual state like an attorney or an insurance agent or financial advisor would be. Um, There's reciprocity for CPAs uh, in all states.
0: Oh, that's important to know. Well, I think it's a perfect time to take a really short break before we move on to the next phase of the conversation here, and that is to give a shout out to some of our supporters who make this conversation possible, uh, in particular with you today. Uh, we have Rogue Publishing Partners and Shelby Joe Long. Essentially, if you're an executive, entrepreneur, a coach, a consultant, if you've been thinking about writing a book and all that that entails, the team, the structures you need, the accountability, well, Rogue Publishing Partners can do all of that for you, and they've done it time and time and time and time again. So you would be in good hands for you to look into that. So if you keep telling yourself, I'm going to write that book, let's make that a reality and actually get in touch with RoguePublishingPartners.com, let them know the War Room sent you, and let's get that book out of you. You know. And, and with that said, Chase, this is a perfect opportunity for you to let people know how they can connect with someone of your integrity and no BS, like what website should they go to? Is there something you're doing right now that's exciting that they should know about?
1: Yeah. I mean, we we'll always love to talk to people and, you know, see if we're the right fit, you know, and, and see how we can help you. Um, You know, feel free to call our office uh, or uh, hit our website, fill out the contact form. That's uh, insaniacpa.com. It's I N S O G N A cpa.com and uh just plug in your info in the contact form and and one of my people will get back to you and you know start the conversation and see how we can help
0: right on so the next phase of this conversation uh before i go there i want to check in with jason because it's only right that i make sure i check in with him before we close this out
2: i know we're rolling out the grand finale
0: yeah yeah so the grand finale Mm -hmm. uh if you could have invited anybody here today chase to sort of. Chime in, listen in, maybe even contribute. Ideally for you, who would that have been? Any point, place, time, the world, and history? Who would you have loved to have had here, and why them?
1: You know, I'm just gonna, I'm going to go general on this answer. Uh, you know, I'm going to go the business owners out there that you know don't really have a team around them or a CPA they're working with. Um, you know, like I said, we love helping people. There's a lot of CPAs out there that want to help people, and if you don't have that professional team around you, you know, more than likely missing out, uh, maybe paying the IRS more money, you know, maybe not um maximizing your profits enough. Um, but really business owners, uh, there's so many out there that we don't get to talk to every day. Um, you know, that's who I'm hoping hears this podcast and and uh hopefully reaches out to us or another CPA out there.
0: Right on. Yeah, accurate. That's true. This could be the conversation that finally gets them to switch it up and <laughs> stop getting all these weird notices and that they they don't know why. And their CPA tells them, don't worry about it. I got it handled. <laughs> uh, it is tradition around here, though, for uh, Jason to close this out. So I will say thank you. I, I'm glad that I got a chance to talk to you. And now that I know about your firm and what you're doing, uh, it's been a pleasure getting to know you briefly. And I'll hand it over to Jason.
2: Yeah, you know, the world doesn't have enough people like you that uh throw themselves out there and like this, right? I mean, I don't think we've ever even had a CPA on this show 300 episodes that's in. True. I don't that's think that's true. Right. So wow. so at, at least you're putting yourself out there to get the word out and you just need more of that because what you do is like really important. And it's the infrastructure of companies really, um, that need people like you to keep people like me from getting into trouble. <laughs> yeah. yeah, That's the way I look at it. Right. Cause you know, I mean, uh, I, my rule of thumb is always this. We can only have about three or four superpowers per person. Right. Um, you can't know everything. That is literally impossible. You keep your finger on the pulse to the laws of all that stuff. Right. Um, and like for me, I keep my pulse on all things, growing businesses and scaling and so on and so forth, just like, you know, uh, uh, Philip keeps his finger on the pulse for branding and all these different things in the marketplace and marketing and so on and so forth. So we all have our place right at the table and thanks for, uh, you know, being here and sharing some of that good information on what's going out on in your world. Um, Yeah. It's good stuff. Thank you. Appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me. Enjoy the combo uh, today with you guys.
2: Hey, right on.
0: Hey man, Chase, take it easy. Cheers. Cheers.